This is your spoiler warning. If you don't want 2007's Hitman spoiled, stop watching or listening now. Hello and welcome to Bad Adaptation, where we watch and talk about every theatrically released video game adaptation, their sequels, tie-ins, and whatever else we fancy. I'm your host, Finn, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, the buff film buff, Guy Pigden. Hello. Wow, your voice sounds different. Did you get a haircut? Uh, yeah, that's I did. <laughs> anyway, this week we're doing the first Hitman movie, which was made in 2007 by Xavier Gens, or Xavier Jens. I haven't cared to look it up. However, what is your experience with the Hitman game series, Guy? Uh, absolutely nothing. I was actually trying to think about this. Uh, I remember there being a Hitman craze. Yes. I absolutely remember that. Mm-hmm. And I... And I seem to believe that it was sort of like at a certain time, and I don't know whether this is sort of consistent with current sort of first-person shooters. Uh, it is a first-person shooter, it's isn't third it? Person. It is a third-person. Okay, I so think in s- some you can go first-person. Right. Optionally, though, it's mostly third-person. I was under the impression that it was very good mm-hmm. for its style of third-person shooting or whatever. Uh, it was like sort of a game of the year of that year of that style of game. Yeah. And so I sort of remember that, uh, as we sort of mentioned on the last podcast, I did, despite not, like, I'm I'm sure I, I, I definitely saw people playing the game. Mm-hmm. I may have picked it up and kind of had a little jam sort of thing yep. when I was at other people's houses or something. That's exactly what I've done. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I did not, I don't think I bought it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did go through a phase, well, which is an ongoing going phase, to be honest, where I, I buy games because I'm like, I've got to play that one. And then it just goes on the shelf and it, yeah. it never gets played. Got to get it while it's yeah. still in physical existence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, so I'm constantly telling myself that and then I just have like a collection of games that I haven't played. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it was one of those games mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not sort of a shooter guy. That's not really my vibe. I don't really think it's that much of a shooty game. Either. Right. It's more of a strategy of... okay. Uh, you're trying to like isolate your target or find a way to kill them without being spotted. It's right. Like a Which I hate those games. Well, there you go. I hate the stealth missions and they're my least favorite part of like Metal Gear Solid and stuff like that. See, I find that stealth missions and missions based around action. Like if you had a stealth mission in an Uncharted game or something, it's yep. going to be one of the worst missions because it's not the focus of the game. It's yeah. not the specialty. So the stealth mechanics aren't very well implemented. Mm. You know, like inconsistently, you sneak up behind one guy effortless, effortlessly. And you crouch in someone's line of sight. That also works. And then some guy can hear you from 100 meters away yeah. or something. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, what are the rules here? Yeah. Where I think Hitman's quite consistent. And it's also very silly. Right. Like I, the contrast between how the protagonist looks, very serious and very like, I'm edgy and cool. Yeah. You know, I'm the sleek, suave man of high taste. And I yeah. do that. But then you can just go around in a clown suit and like throw toast at someone. Well, is it die. a silly game then? It can be silly. It right. Has, like I think the the plot itself is quite you know takes itself seriously. Okay. Seriously, but it lends itself to being very silly. Right. Like you can do you can throw a muffin at someone so they fall off a cliff or whatever. Yeah. And like that's not that serious, is it? And like an assassin game, I threw a muffin at someone. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I I guess I was just wondering because the. The movie is very serious. Yes. So I was sort of like, well, yeah, is this consistent? Is the tone consistent? Yeah, it's serious, but also some of its seriousness is very silly in oh, the movie itself. absolutely. Yeah, and I don't think intentionally, but also... Absolutely like, not intentional. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I never really played it. And I guess what I'm coming to the conclusion of with these bad adaptations is that I am way more forgiving of something if I'm familiar and have played it a bit, mm-hmm. like even the Resident Evils and stuff, even yep. if I hate them, yep. I'm still more forgiving of them, of the watchability of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, I just forgive it because the, there's characters and stuff and references that I'm sort of familiar with. Yep. Whereas if it's a game that I didn't really play, like I never really, I, I did play Doom, but I, mm. I, I was never really into it. Yeah um and so i was like man i just hate this doom i just hate this movie doom i don't i think being a fan of doom would have made you hate it more maybe in maybe that, so in that case it was so bad that it yeah. was, it's still our worst ranked one so far i think yeah and i'm still and so i just feel like these ones like blood rain as well it's like i because i have just zero affiliation with the game mm-hmm. uh i'm not looking like at this at all fondly and then it's not good and uh this is just a bad experience so going in with (laughs) no expectations is better than going in with any other kind of expectations yeah i'm so anyway that's me but what about you did you play it more i've also jammed it at a friend's house and we mostly uh found a puddle Mm -hmm. uh and had someone stand in it while we had a loose wire connected to a generator yeah we electrified him yeah cool turned it off Someone came over to check on him. Yeah. Turn it on. And eventually we got a pile of about 20 to 25 bodies. And that's about all we did. <laughs> it's also, I guess it's interesting. It's a game called Hitman. Mm-hmm. It's about killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, no pushback on, you know, sort of the, the birthing of serial killers and sell gamer serial killers that uh, these games may or may not produce. Uh, I think you could just argue say that, that about any games. Any games, yeah, I guess so. But I guess like a, a something like a hitman. So like you know, a platformer or an RPG is like yes, you might have to kill monsters or something. But mm-hmm. the 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 aim of the game yeah. is not to murder people in creative ways. However, it could also be an outlet for people who want to kill people in creative. ways. But they ways. just play the game. But they just play the game instead. And also, what if you're just killing bad people? Yeah, like Dexter. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, well, that didn't end that well for him if you saw the last season. But I didn't see any of it. So, <laughs> but I, yeah, I have heard things. It's kind of become like a thing at this point of, yeah, that just ended. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Well, it was. We won't get into that. But yeah, I didn't do a spoiler warning for Dexter, did I? <laughs> no. Um. But anyway, so we're both sort of not really players of the game. No, but I have. I've watched a lot of it on youtube right because i do enjoy watching people who are really good at this game play it yeah if i was to play it it wouldn't be as entertaining to play as i find it for people who are good at it to watch yeah i guess it's like you know if some people watch people playing professional sports because they're not very good at playing the yeah. sports themselves it's kind of the same Look, thing you're, it's a, video games. you're a modern millennial man finn that watches people play games that you don't necessarily play on youtube this is uh this is the culture now it's also cheaper it is cheaper. It's cheaper to watch a YouTube video than it is to buy a game. But, you know, we're, I think it's become, like, exponentially more accepted and common for mm. that to be the case. You know, mm. ask most sort of young people now, and they're like, yeah, of course I watch those. Do you play them? No. Yeah. Just watch people play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's weird for someone that, uh, you know, from a generation prior is sort of like, isn't the whole point that you play it to experience it? Yeah, well, that's, that's um, why I always throw in the analogy of, sports it's yeah like, why do you why do so many people watch soccer you could just go play soccer yeah because watching professionals do it at an expert level 
is way more compelling than anything you'll do. And look, don't get me wrong, like I'm I don't really watch those things, but you know, if something pops up like you know, Mario speedrun something or anything I've sent. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> or yeah, like, you know, or your know, first level in forty three seconds or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. kinda like, Oh, just let me just check this out. Yeah. How the fuck does he do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Because we were doing, I guess it's kind of interesting because like just to that sort of analogy of Mario is like, as I've done this podcast with you, I've sort of had these memories of some of these games come back to me. And one of them is like, we sort of did do speed runs of Mario yeah. before there was a thing called speed run, like before that was a thing, before that sort of term really existed. Yep. We would sit down and play through a certain level a bunch of times and see who could do it the fastest. Yeah, like they had um, time attack modes in games as well where the yeah. whole point was, hey, do this as quickly as possible. So, yeah, it's a sort of a interesting evolution of that um, to now. But anyway, so now do we have a synopsis of the movie? I do have a brief synopsis of this movie. Uh, so John Wick meets Ethan Hunt when this assassin with high-functioning autism gets betrayed by the secret organization that employs him and sends their other employees to kill him. He kills them instead and unveils the plot of the evil Russians. Pretty accurate. I mean, is he autistic? I mean, if you look at how he portrays it, I don't know if he's been given the notes. Hey, by the way. Is there a, a plot point in the game? No. That's <laughs> just something I've observed. It's certainly, like, when you said that, I was like, look, if that's what Timothy Oliphant said, like, in something, I'd absolutely buy it. He, I haven't seen that he said that. Nobody else I've seen yeah. has said that Given that this. take. But I've seen the movie The Accountant with Ben Affleck, yeah. where he is a... That's kind of the plot. Yeah. High function. They say in the movie, high functioning autism. Okay. You know, because it's like a superpower. Yeah. According to the movies. Yeah. According to any movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And that's just how I saw it with this, you know, his approach to talking to women and Oh, man. Well, we'll his, get into it. His uh, ability to have conversations. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. He's very, he's very highly focused at the thing that he is very skillful at. Yeah. And everything else, oh, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm really struggling. It's weird because. Also, he walks with his head down a lot. He doesn't like to make eye contact with people. I'm seeing a lot of autism in yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I buy it. I think that when I started to watch this, so I watched, I watched it at the movies, mm -hmm. erased it from my memory, nice, completely, um, because it was not very. I mean, it's no spoiler here. Well, we already said spoiler warning, but it's not very good. Mm. Um, and then re-watching, I was like, I don't think I'm going to have anything to say about this. But actually, I've got quite a lot to say mm -hmm. uh, about some of these things. And you know, obviously, we'll just go through it bit by bit. But we, we start off, as we do in many of these fucking bad adaptations, with, like, a flashback. Yes. Uh, and I've actually got a fun little don't you know about, the, yep. uh, about that kind of opening flashback. So that's... To save money, mm -hmm. uh, they actually used footage from the TV series Dark Angel. That explains a lot. So that's from uh, 2000 to 2002. So the distributors or owners, I don't know how it works, of this also own the rights to that. So they're able to use that footage. Um, so they have little kids with barcodes on their necks, all being indoctrinated by propaganda in order to make them all identical and have discipline. And But slight differences that you probably wouldn't have noticed. Yep. Neither did I until I read this on a website. It was uh, the barcodes are on the necks of the children. Not the back of the head. Not the back of the head. And they just thought no one would notice. 
which and I didn't. Well, two out of two, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's crazy about that is my note about that flashback mm-hmm. was that it was shit. Um, it was shit? Yeah, as mm-hmm. in, we, we, like I was like, it's weird because we get this, this was my note where yep, I didn't yep, yep. know this. It's weird, we get this flashback to these training scenes where they're turning these people into hit hit men or hit people. Mm-hmm. They don't really show the shaving of the head. Some of them have like hair and stuff, like a whole bunch of them do mm-hmm. actually have hair. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this looks like a relatively chill uh, school experience, um, apart from the tattoos. And one of the children being assassinated. For yeah, I mean, they, they, sure, they sure. <laughs> yeah, if, only chill. if you try and escape, though. Or one of the kids who's clearly being forced to shoot another <laughs> one of his fellow classmates. You think that's chill? Uh, yeah, I like. I looked at what that. What did you do in school? I looked at that and I was like, "Hey, this is a hitman school." Where's all the hitman teaching? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not really... They put the word discipline up on the yeah, screen. Yeah, exactly. Like, there you go, you've learned that. But it explains it all when it wasn't actually about... Uh, it wasn't a hitman school. No. It was a dark angel school <laughs> from a TV show yeah. of something completely unrelated. Yeah, and the director <laughs> has gone on record of saying he... like So that's a bit of backstory yeah. to hitman. And then you, you get a little bit more further on into the movie as well they kind of allude to certain things where they use voiceover to kind of tell you yeah like well well, you know that this is the program this is how it worked here's the hitman school and they did this when i was growing up he didn't want any of that good but he was locked out of editing yeah once the movie was finished filming which does happen to to people who are unfortunately passionate so so (laughs) essentially what we're talking about and i i did want to come back to this as well is like he clearly actually cares about this film. Yeah. And you can't even tell in the construction of this film that while the script itself is not great, the way that it is directed, at least in terms of like the way the momentum of it, the way the um, cinematography kind of moves us through it yeah. uh, in a kind of quite compelling way, it looks pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it has some really sort of... Um, like the camera is basically always moving yeah, and that helps with the momentum, both of the pacing of the edit, but also of the scenes and kind of keeps us in this kind of feeling of this constant momentum, which I thought is not, it's not actually easy to do. It's not easy to, uh, it's actually much harder to shoot a film that way uh, where you're sort of always moving the camera. And so I thought that was pretty good. And if I was going to say like, some complimentary things about this yeah. movie uh i would say that it it seemed to be the most um competently made film of what we've watched so far it seemed like the most i guess to, to use the wanky kind of term the most film of these movies yeah you know, yeah, 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 oh, yeah absolutely one, we've, so far we've covered movies yeah now we're, we're but now we're into film we're erring on the side of film yeah um and so yeah the way that it was sort of the scenes were constructed even the sort of the geography of of scenes and stuff like that was better than a lot of the stuff that we've seen although again we come to some overly cut fight scenes but yeah um get to that later maybe but uh i was like look this is someone that takes um pride in his craft mm-hmm. and clearly that whole locked out of the edit thing kind of reinforces that yeah so he wanted to not allude to any of the backstory of hitman well, not where he's from just keep that all ambiguous and mysterious yeah for uh 
prequel or sequel yeah. that could come out afterwards. And this does get a reboot quill in a way. There's there's just another Hitman movie released like seven or eight years later. Yeah. Which isn't related to this one. Has a new person playing of uh, course. Agent 47. But yeah, it was all the stuff that was to do with his backstory was clunkily put in. So it's not surprising to learn that it wasn't. It shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the there's also, and then we sort of get into the movie for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, basically a guy comes home and we know he's a family man because uh, his kid has left him some milk and cookies. Yep. He's a family man. And anyway, then the hitman's there and he's like maybe going to kill him. Yeah. And so he's in the dark and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm here actually. I think they've done that and that's quite an espionage movie yes. kind of thing to yes. do if you come home and oh, could have killed you. And um, so we learn this guy is a detective who's actually, or we learn later that this guy's a detective that's been tracking the hitman through the rest of the film. Yeah. But then we, fl- so that is oh, a. Sorry. So that guy is played by Doug Ray Scott. Yes. Who I'm familiar with from Mission Impossible. Two? I believe so. Yes, yeah. two. Um, the one with all the spins. Yeah. And the dubs and the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. I've really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. John Woo, uh, Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah. 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 And he was great in that. And he's great in this. Playing against, you know, another, it's another thing where, you know, oh, I work for an assassin agency thing. Oh, they've betrayed me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they have that sort of conversation. Doug Ray Scott is kind of the good guy detective. Hitman is the protagonist who is actually quite bad and does many bad things in this film. Yeah. He's a hired killer. That's. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he really, I don't know, anyway, a high-functioning hired killer. Yep. Um, high-functioning what? Uh, and then we flash back to three months ago. Yes. You know, which, again, we're looking at a lot of these flash-forward flashbacks to start these fucking video game adaptations, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had it in Tekken. Um, and we had it in, uh, what was the other one? I can't remember, but. I swear there was another one as well. Blocked it out, haven't you? Yeah. Um, And anyway, so then it's three months ago when now uh, we we come to Hitman's got it's just his regular job. It's just his day to day life now, and he's just chilling. And he has to. (laughs) It's just just a regular day for the Hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um has to. It's part of my routine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can't break the routine. He just kills people, and you know today who's he killing? The president of Russia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a random job. Mm-hmm. Do you accept the job? Killing, yeah. like, I guess, the, the you know, like, essentially Vladimir Putin, mm. uh, you know, type style person, you know, of, like, I guess, one of the most powerful countries in the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, that on your, that's on the menu today of Hitman's jobs. Yeah, like, I wonder what's in it for him as well. Is it just, like, that's all he knows? There's, is there money involved? Like, N- No one explains. No. Uh, Keep it ambiguous. There is this other scene where the detective is looking for him in, like, Africa or, or somewhere. Ah, uh, yes. And this is a weird one, too, because he's like, yeah, I'm looking for this guy, and then... It's like a... Um, I keep alluding to him. He's a ghost. Yeah. He's a phantom. We'd, like, there's no proof that the guy he's looking for, Agent 47, yeah. actually exists and he's being told, oh, you're just chasing nothing. Yeah. And not only that, but like then we have this kind of... Uh, what, what are they called? It's not a drug lord. Um, well, let's just say drug lord. But yeah, there's the drug lord. He's captured someone and the hitman has put like a bomb in his throat Yeah, and bl- he blows them all up. Yeah, that was his... That was his creative way of killing somebody. <laughs> I, want, I don't know if that's something you can do in the games. 
Make someone eat a bomb and then blow it up. But, yeah. yeah, and he blows them up. I wouldn't be surprised. And then anyway, up shows the detective and he's like, yeah, cool. So, you know, this guy's been blown up and I'm looking for him. And they're like, look, man, I don't know. I don't think so. And he's like, no, seriously, this guy kills a lot of people. Yeah. See this? And he gets this like red uh, marker yep. and he puts it on a map. Yeah. But then we pull out to reveal <gasps> that there's a bunch of these red markers all over the map. He's killed at least 200 people. Right. That they know of. And what's weird though. Yeah is that Doug Ray Scott, the detective, has just walked in. Yes. And someone else has put all those uh, red pins up on the map, not him. Yeah. Because he's only taken one. And he's, he's also got that massive map to take with him as <laughs> well from customs. So it's just like, wait, when did he put up all the other dots? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't then. Also, there's like he's killed over 200 people, but only in about 40 places. Yeah, he's killed all these people, um, and I've hi- or you've highlighted them. Yeah. But I've got one extra one here. Yeah. It was just, That's I was where just, we are. Uh, yeah, I was just like, this is, that doesn't make sense. No. That was the first, oh, hold up. How could you put all these red dots on the map? Hey, that's just how movies work, man. <laughs> I reckon it was the props guy. It was just like, if you'd had like a, a little scene to preempt that where he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, and he's putting them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, what are you doing? And then he takes one. Yeah. And he puts that where they are. Yeah. And then he goes, this is him. He's killed all these people. But they didn't do that. And they go. They did what? it the opposite they way. Went, you took really long to do that. <laughs> that was really boring to watch. And he goes, yeah, but for the sake of the people for, watching. For, for, for the sake of realism of the scene. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're looking for realism of the scene, we're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Also, uh, we then sort of get uh, Hitman uh, who is reading a magazine article mm-hmm. called Man's Guide to Women. <laughs> so I think that really feeds into my theory, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it feeds into my theory too, yes. uh, which is like that at this point and in certain later points, Hitman seems to be the most dangerous incel in the world. Pretty much, except he doesn't, he's not involved, he's voluntary, he's voluntarily celibate. Yeah. He's not an incel, he just he, he just, just hates women. He just <laughs> hates having sex with beautiful women, as we'll see later on. Yeah. Um, so but I was like, okay, what well, why is he reading that though, Man's Guide to Women? Uh he he does say later on it's because he likes the ads. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot that. Because he's a man of class, he likes, you know, expensive yeah. watches and yeah. suits and suitcases. Red ties, f- red ties. To fit his sniper yeah. rifle. It's so weird that he goes, I like the ads because I like looking at the briefcases yeah. because I can fit my weapons in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I like this suitcase yeah. then he goes on a 10 minute diatribe <laughs> like an autistic person would. Um, but the fact, like, he goes, yeah. oh, I like the ads. Also, I'm driving an Audi, don't you know, audience? Do you like the ads too? <laughs> so, the hitman kills the, the, the president of Russia. From, I think they say it's like over 4,000 meters away. <laughs> I googled world record for longest sniper shot, and yeah. he's beaten it. Longest sniper shot in the history of anyone ever. This guy's done it. Yeah, he's movie. done it. Well, hitman 47, he's done it. Oh, but he hasn't because he missed. Well, no, he didn't miss. He just killed a guy. Well, did he? I, I actually am not clear on this. <laughs> did he kill. The actual president, or did he kill his double? He killed the president. And it's this the, double. The double survived. And the double's going to take over. The double is going to take over. Yeah. And they've 
like, because later on, way later in the movie, we're talking to the double who's just some corrupt dude. I don't actually know if we are told who he was. Yeah. But now, like, he's had this facial reconstruction. He's done a face swap, uh, face off, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta style deal with the president. But as the antagonist. Yeah. To the serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, yeah. So, anyway, uh, he thinks he kills him. Yes. But then his computer, so he. The way that he gets his jobs is his computer called Diane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diane talks to him through the computer in a computer voice. Yeah. Do you accept the new parameters? And sometimes, and, and sometimes you can just talk to the computer as well. The com- yeah. It's, it's, it's like, kind of like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like Mission Impossible. You get your yeah. contracts. Should this you device. choose to accept it? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, and, but then he also, you know, starts like, it won't give him answers at yeah, some he point. Yeah, he tell me, Diana, yeah. I'm coming. Oh, I'm going to bang it on the computer. Yeah. And-, <laughs> and the computer just doesn't respond. Yeah. Typical computers. Leaves him on scene. Uh, and so he goes and yeah. kills some people. So anyway, basically the computer's like, yeah, you didn't kill him. And there was a witness. And there was a witness who's this hot Russian babe. So played by Olga Kurilenko. Yep. Who I know from the movies Oblivion. Right. With Tom Cruise, oh, another yes. Mission Impossible yep. tie-in. There we go. And Quantum of Solace. Right. With Daniel Craig. The, oh, she's good in that. Yeah, another spy movie. Um, So she specializes in these types of Being the, espionage. Yeah, exotic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, exotic side piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so... Or she, as I've called her in this movie, uh, the girl with the very small dragon tattoo. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yes, because she has this weird dragon tattoo on the side of her cheek. Mm-hmm. Do you um, know why, why did she get it on her face, Guy? Well, that's the, the one of the weirdest lines in the whole freaking film. Yeah. Why'd you tattoo your face? Because it's the only place I knew Belikov wouldn't hit. So this double is a kind of sadistic guy who's just looking to... I don't know, be in control of Russia for yep. nefarious reasons and money and power. And there's scenes of him torturing, uh, what's her name in this movie? Let's call it. N- uh, Nika? Nika? Olga Kurilenko. Yep. <laughs> so Olga's, you know, like tied up. I'm definitely not splicing this footage in. Yep. Like, tied up and he's just whipping her for fun in front of all of his mates. Now, strength. is that the president or the double that's doing that? Good question. I'm not rewatching to find out. Yeah, I but, feel like that could have just been the president. That yeah, that's it. true. It could have been. But it, it doesn't really. I mean, they're both bad they're people. They're both bad people. Yeah. And so her justification for getting the tattoo on the face is yeah, he wouldn't beat me there. I guess she didn't want the tattoo ruined. I don't know. It looks very fresh as well. Like it's, yeah. it's very dark black. Like she's just got that done. Like, yeah, it's, it's a almost fresh like tattoo. it's temporary and not real. But it's also like. So you wanted. So. He was gonna. Was he gonna beat you because he was mad that you got a tattoo? I think he was just gonna beat her because he's a dick. Or is he gonna beat you because that's just what he does, and you didn't want to see this lovely tattoo ruined by like bruises? Yeah. So what she does instead, instead of having a tattoo that can get ruined, she just gets a shit tattoo on her face. Yeah. She just. Yeah. It's not a good tattoo. Nah, um. But anyway, so the hitman comes up to her. He's gonna kill her because she's the witness. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, well, hold on. She's not a witness. Yeah. I've never seen her before. <laughs> Which is weird because obviously no, you, you know, may not have seen witnesses no, you know what of is. witnessing you. You know what it is? <laughs> is she makes eye contact with him and he freaks yeah. out. Yeah. You know who else does that? 
<laughs> yeah, it does seem to kind of. Uh, but anyway, he's basically like she wasn't a witness, and then has an argument with his computer. Yeah. Uh, and then it turns out that now he's being set up. Yeah. Uh, and actually, he was meant to be killed down there when he was uh, killing her. Yeah. And so another older shitter hitman comes after him as well. Yeah. And he he's able to escape because he's a better younger hitman. Yeah. So uh, he's he's done some prep, the hitman, in yeah. case anyone comes into his hotel. Yeah, I actually really liked like the scene and what it implies of like so when he. This is clearly part of like his routine. He yep. stays up in a hotel and he makes preparations in case anybody tries to come and interfere or try to assassinate him or if he gets caught and has to go back here or something. Yeah. He plants certain things to come back to later in case he needs it. In this case, it's everything he plants he needs to come back to yep. because that's how, you know, Chekhov yep. plants all of these things. You need to come back to them. Uh, yeah, I really like that just like it shows him doing it. And so it's not just a surprise out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, Oh, he just, that was convenient. It's like, no, no, he does this on purpose and it makes sense for the character. It's not just like, well, he's doing this because he's definitely going to get caught. It's like, no, you can, like, they do it in a way of, he would, he would do this every time. This is his shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's his routine. Yeah. His kind of methods, Mm. his ways. Mm. Yeah. So also we, we have kind of skipped over an awkward scene at the bar where the hitman is chatted up by a lady. Yeah. Um, who's trying real hard yep. for no discernible reason. And this big empty... It looked like that was one of the worst, like, scenes of the entire movie, like, visually as well. Yeah. It just looks Her so, acting is also not very good. It was just so bland looking. There's and, just nobody there. Well, there that is a good point, because that happens in a few... Quite a few scenes. Mm. And I've actually sort of come to realise this, and, and, like, this is... Uh, now, there are some scenes where there are people as well. Yeah. It's kind of a 50-50 split. I th- maybe it's it, reshoots have less people. I don't know, but it seems to me it's either like wherever they are is completely empty except for those characters mm-hmm. that exist, you know, not no extras, yeah, no I'm anything think, else. I'm it's like of another scene literally the just the main characters and that's it. Yeah. Or it's kind of a bustling, crowded place, you know, but that only happens, you know, and so... That's actually very common. The, you'll see this in movies all the time mm. where it's sort of like, wait a second, where the fuck is everyone? Yeah. Where is the world? Yeah. Where are people that exist by buildings, yeah. across streets? There, there should be so many people here and there's just nobody. I guess it was like uh, the, that Superman movie, Man of Steel. Yeah. And there was that massive city fight, and then it yeah. was revealed in Batman vs Superman that like, oh yeah, like sixteen people died or whatever. Yeah. It's like, really? Only sixteen in the city <laughs> of millions that you've destroyed? Buildings have fallen and crumbled, entire streets no longer exist. Yeah, like sixteen. Yeah, about sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why Batman's gonna Fast and put Furious. A stop to Superman. They'll go through an entire city, and like hundreds yeah. and hundreds of cars would be remotely controlled, just crash onto these people or whatever. But there's no one on the streets. Oh, it's nighttime. Everyone's in bed. Yeah, everyone's have you been sleeping. to a city at nighttime? <laughs> more people than at daytime yeah there's and like i noticed this like really explicitly in uh, a terrible film the gemini man will smith one yeah and i was like there's no one anywhere like literally every and and this is the thing you make a choice when you're making a movie Mm -hmm. you make several choices but obviously when it comes to extras you have to pay extras Mm -hmm. and then you have to manage extras yeah 
And it seems to me that very frequently, particularly in these movies, is they go, you know what? It ain't worth paying for them and it ain't worth managing them. So there's no extras in this scene. There's no extras in this bar. There's no extras in this building uh, that I jump out of. You know, there's just nothing. Um, There's no extras at the shop where I change my suit out. Yeah. And like... (laughs) I, in I the miss, middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, I misremembered it because I was like, "Oh, he like breaks into a place and steals a suit." And I'm like, no, he just, no, walks, he just in. walks in and then walks out with one. Like, did he purchase it? Well, did I he have money on it. I had to ask that too because I was like, "He's got his shirt. He's got his pants. Yeah, did he really have a credit card in those pants? Yeah, doubt it. He's got no shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, so uh, he sets up his hotel so that you know if yep. anybody tries to come after him. But then, oh wow, would you look at that? People come after him and he escapes. Yeah, dives into the river out the window, and yeah, and then when he he surfaces and goes and buys a suit so he can blend in, also or stand out, <laughs> or stand out with his very red tie. Yeah. Also, we have to talk about Timothy Oliphant being bald in this. Oh yeah, so this is our uh, your favorite segment, <laughs> yeah. worst hair. Yeah, true commitment. Yep, I give him full credit. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a couple of things about uh, being bald. Yes. Doesn't suit everyone. Some people look fine when they're yeah. bald or yeah. they shave their head. Better some, even sometimes. Yeah, better. Yeah. Some people look great. Some people look really fucking weird. Guess which one he looks. Yeah. <laughs> In this section of the show? Who knows? <laughs> he, he, there's even another hitman, the older hitman. Yeah. Who's, he's got a fucking weird shaped head as well. Yeah. yeah. It's just, look, so you don't really know what your head shape's going to be till you shave your head. Yeah. And you also don't know how that head shape is then going to complement your face. Mm-hmm. Until you get there. Or insult your face. Yeah, or insult your face. Well, he got there and it's like, fuck, he looks weird. This whole movie, it's actually hard to focus on like his acting because he looks so bizarre with a shaved head. Well, it's not worst hair technically, but yeah. they were going to give him blue contact lenses to be accurate to the game. Right. But apparently it just was off-putting. It just, it yeah, because, well, he already looks insane. So well, you... Like, the character of Hitman having blue eyes is just a feature he has. It's not integral to the character. Yeah. It's not like, oh shit, if he had hazel eyes and he wouldn't be as good of an assassin. Yeah. Like, like sure, he might be <laughs> identifiable by them, but it doesn't mean you have to do it. And that's my thing of like, in taking things from video games. I think you can be picky with it. You don't have to do all of it. Well, the other thing about, you know, just being a hitman yeah. is that if you're a bald guy with a barcode on the back of your head, you that's stand incredibly out. memorable. Yeah. And and so if you wanted to go incognito, you're like, you know what? We'll let my hair grow out. Well, you know Maybe what? over this barcode tattoo I've got. Maybe I'll wear a hat. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, yeah. And at one point he wears a hat, but you can see the barcode sticking out from underneath it. So the other thing about him escaping... Oh, sorry. While we're still on worst hair. Yeah. Could it also go to Olga Kurilenko for that choice? Is it? It's like that whole, uh, like... It's oh, not I've great. Tr- I've tried to make it messy, but I've intentionally got it styled to look like this nest. Yeah. That was, I guess, it's part not of great. the style. It's not great. It's not great, but it's... It's, it's not better than it's better than his here. His, right, so, his non here. So Timmy wins. He wins on that one. Yeah. So as he's escaping, mm-hmm. he crashes through a window into someone else's uh yes. yep. someone else's room. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some more guests at this hotel. Yep. So there are two extras in this hotel and they happen to be in the room underneath them. Probably children of people who worked on a movie, yep. I reckon. And um What are they doing, guy? Well, they're playing Hitman. <gasps> which, he's, in, he's in that game. Which, which 
And not only are they playing Hitman, they're playing him in Hitman. Yeah, there's no one else to play as. And like, like he's on screen. It's like, like it's, but it's not like I don't know. You seen a cut scene without him or something? It's yeah, it's yeah. very obviously like they hit- see him come in, and then they see Hitman in the game, that, and then they look at each other like, oh, and that's, that's him. And what is insane yeah. about that scene? is it completely breaks the reality of the film. Yeah. Like, in an instant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, essentially, it's like, okay, uh, there's a, also, not only is there a Hitman, Hitman 47, who we know as a character in yeah. this movie, who we're following, there's also a video game, Hitman, with Age of 47, that these kids are playing in the same reality as the real life hitman 47. Yep. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's uh, so crazy. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> like it can't like these it's these things cannot exist. Yeah. You, you you know like you're talking about you know breaking the fourth wall. This is just a shattering the illusion of like that this was a movie of a construct of a yeah. thing that happened with yeah. a plot about a game like the game's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. They may as well have said to the camera, we're playing this on a soundstage. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's so crazy that they did that, but they did it. Yeah, and it's not even the first game either. It's like a, it's one of the sequels. So it's like, oh, there are multiple Hitman games <laughs> and no one's caught on. And no one's like mentioned, hey, you know, this guy, like, like the detective. Yeah, nice, not, nice cosplay. <laughs> yeah, like the detective is like, man, I'm sick of chasing this guy from this video game that they've made an adaptation about a story about the guy that I'm chasing, Hitman 47, you know, that game that what my kids are playing at the moment. It's so annoying because I see them playing this game, Hitman 47, and I'm chasing Hitman 47. And they're really good at it. So like, <laughs> so he's really good at getting away from me. He's killed so many people because they are good at the game. It's, yeah. At, imagine if they were controlling him in the movie so like it pans to the screen and they've just smashed through a window and seen themselves in the game like that would have been yeah it's so <laughs> if you're gonna take that step bizarre take a leap. yeah that yeah, they yeah. just did like they could have done that in a more subtle way that didn't just completely shatter the illusion of the whole thing but anyway they did it yeah so my takeaway from this entire movie and to basically sum up my feelings of how this could have been a better movie yeah remove any of the clunky video game references that one being the clunkiest yeah and then it is kind of just a silly romp about a cold-blooded assassin who's just trying to survive after being betrayed by the, the organization yeah very creative the organization that betrayed him so they're actually called the organization <laughs> yeah. that, that's what well that's uh, is it better than Tekken Corp or that's yeah or whatever the f- uh, stay true to the games I guess but yeah so if you if you gave him some motivation to be on offense instead of on defense yeah. then this is I guess John Wick yeah yeah which was a much better movie so maybe they should have done that this like if you you take away the like the barcode because yeah. it's a bit silly right yep uh you take away the bald head oh I mean, he could be bald yeah doesn't like it's not. It's not a takeaway. It's only one bald-headed person I want to see be a hitman. It's Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis in there. No, you can't think of any other bald men. Well, there's an entire Vin Diesel. There's an entire franchise centered around bald men driving cars. Yeah, but Bruce Willis was the originator. Vin Diesel, you say though? 
You did say Vin Diesel. I did mention We'll him. come back to him. Okay. <laughs> Any others in that franchise that are bald? Yeah, uh, for your favorite actor, I should say. The Rock. I was thinking my other favorite actor. Oh. You know, mate. Oh, Statham. Yeah. Statham. <laughs> we'll come back to him too. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you take away, like, he does the pose from the poster and the video games or whatever, like, where which, he does that. again, which, I... He does the pose yep. and then just... Unposes. And then just, yeah, saunters off. And the, like, that oh, was... Going that way. And I was like, that was weird to me because I was like, okay, um, I, I forgot that it was the pose until you just said that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's He does right. it again later too. Yeah. But when he was doing that, I was like, you wouldn't do that. No. Because this... You're, if you're going to shoot quickly, you'd be like this. Oh, no, you start shooting quickly, <laughs> and then you go. You've got to un- <laughs> exactly, you uncross. Yeah. This you, is just time-wasting. Yeah. A little bit dangerous. You wouldn't do this. But at some point, he's also crossing over his arms while holding submachine guns in the most predictable scene of the movie where it's he walks into a... Uh, this is way later. Arms really, dealer guy. It's the brother of the president, the actual brother of the yeah. actual president. Who's just like, hey, I'm the the careless one, and I do. I'm an arms dealer, and I'm doing lots of drugs, and I've got lots of women. Ha ha. Oh, I'm seedy. So he walks in there, and you can tell oh, he's just gonna kill everyone in here. Yeah. Because as soon as he walked in. Yeah. And he's at one point he holds these submachine guns with his arms crossed, and then uncrosses his arms. He like fans out while shooting them. That's like, right. Is that hit Manny? Is that like a cold-blooded assassin thing, or is that an action star? I'm yeah. like Rambo or something like yeah. that. It's like. That doesn't. I don't think that's quite fitting. Like no, I. You put John Wick in a nightclub scene and he's doing headshots with pistols. It's way better and it fits the character more. Fits this character more. Yeah. Well, but that's not how action was done in two thousand and seven. Yeah, I think um, there's just a lot of things like that that uh, the action scenes in this are not horrible. But, uh, but they're not the highlights like they should be. They're not the highlights like they should be. There's definitely things that are sort of where you're just kind of like, oh, why? Uh, you know, like I, I, I think specifically of there's uh, a Hitman standoff at a yes. certain point. Mm-hmm. Now, there's Hitman mm-hmm. and another Hitman. Yes. Right? And they're like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm ready for you. I've got my guns. Yep. You're ready for me. I've got my guns. Yeah, yeah, yep. Now, then two other Hitman appear. Yes. Now, these two hitmen have the upper hand because those guys are focused on each other. Yep. Now, rather than just stay where they are and blow the fuck out of these, the hitman, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one hitman, because yeah, they're and, all trying to kill one hitman. But they're, but they're also pointing the guns at each other. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait, you, aren't you guys all there just to kill this one hitman? Mm. So why are you pointing the gun at him? Yeah, just split the winnings or, but, or but, whatever your motivation is. Do you get paid? <laughs> yeah, anyway. We don't know. Yeah. But then anyway, it's like, okay, what? you'd all be pointing the gun at this hitman. You wouldn't be all pointing guns at each other. Yeah. But then those two outside hitmen yes. walk in yep. to put themselves in danger Yes. when they could have just stayed back and just so shot. They're, so they're like in a square. So they could all, all have this hitman circular standoff <laughs> and you can get this top-down view of all the hitmen. And I was like... That's stupid. Those hitmen are really stupid. They've just walked right into a hitman standoff. And even stupider. They hit the higher ground. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and even stupider than that is what comes next. Yes. When they go, oh, do you, you want to die with honor? Says the lead hitman. Yeah. He, at the disadvantage and then just tries to change the, uh, like, the circumstance of being like, oh, how about we actually don't shoot? Yeah. Because there's three of you. Yeah. And then they all go, yeah, all right. 
and then they all pull out swords from inside this. So they've all got two swords. They've all each. been so. We're meant to believe <laughs> yeah. that Agent Forty Seven yes. has had these two double swords mm-hmm. in his behind his suit. Yeah, uh, that he's for the whole thing. I tell you what, man. The see, this is a, and I even wrote down the the, the problem with the Hitman as a character mm-hmm. is he's a weird, bald, incel mass murderer mm-hmm. who's kind of robotic, and he's our protagonist. Yes, he's emotionless. <laughs> He's sexless. Yeah. He's just like, just, you know, whether it's, it's, it's not clear if he likes killing, but he, he's very good at it. Yeah. He doesn't dislike it. He certainly doesn't dislike it. He's, he's numb to it. He's not trying to get out of the Hitman game. No. He's in the game. Yeah. And he's, he's quite happy there. Yeah. 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 He just doesn't like killing trying people. to kill him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just mad when people want to kill him. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just murdering people straight up, he's fine with that. Yep. And I think that's the thing is like he, he just he doesn't seem I don't know he just doesn't seem to enjoy anything. Well, it, he's numb to it all. Yeah, it's just like I can't I, relate to that. I mean, I can in a way. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in that way. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it, it, that's the thing is just if you're gonna like, there's different ways you could have gone with this hitman. Yes. Obviously, they've said essentially. The, the kind of more ambiguous and less we know, the better, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a wrong choice, no. but it is if you're making him an incel and weird and bald and all the other things. Yeah, what's he hiding? Yeah. What, <laughs> you don't like women? What are you hiding? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like beautiful women throwing themselves at you? But you like murdering people? Yeah. I mean, that's like Dharma. <laughs> that's the yeah, Dharma yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. what Dharma does. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just a kind of a blank slate that I don't want to attach to. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to have anything in common with him. No. Yeah. Um, and it's so annoying that I know that you have so much in common with him. That's really, <laughs> that's really scary to me. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you've even cut your hair. Uh, I have. I haven't quite gone quite as far. Yeah. But, but who, knows, who knows what kind of head shape you're hiding under there? Well, no, actually, I've shaved my hair before. Oh, have you? And it looks terrible. Okay. Well, at it least looks, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I know not to do it. I mean, but my, it's almost like when he shaved his head and they all went for like, they would have been like, you know what, <laughs> guys, this ain't working. Let's put the hair back on his head. This is Hitman with hair. Well, apparently, Olga Kurilenko yep. also had to cut her hair for this. I right. believe she must have had long hair before this. Yep. And she was distraught right. apparently afterwards. But then she used that in her acting. Or at least this is stuff she said in an interview probably to sell, oh, I'm actually, I'm an actress, you know? Well, you know what's interesting is she is, uh, she does some serious acting in this. Yeah. Like, you know, she's getting emotional. She's getting upset. Mm -hmm. She's quite believable. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, acting opposite a robot, Mm. you would assume was actually very difficult to do. Probably. Um, But like a robot played by seemingly a good actor. Well, that's the other thing, and I I did make this note somewhere as well, which is that essentially any, like, bad editing Mm -hmm. and a bad script can make any great actor bad. Mm. It does not matter how good the actor is, some lines just ain't going to work for anyone. Yes, there's a really bad line in this. There's quite a few of those. Mm. What what were you thinking of? I was thinking of uh, when they're driving the car. (laughs) You know the one already? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, In fact, I'm going to just 
I'm just gonna splice it in here. And a gag for irritating, talkative little girls like yourself. You want me to stop and get it out? I don't know. You think we have time for foreplay? Awful. I don't like the dynamic of him <laughs> calling her a little girl. Yeah. Gross. Is it, is Gross you're... after she's tried to have sex with him and he's like, you know, I've got a gag in the back and I could use that and just shut up little girls like you or whatever he says. And I'm just like, Ooh, gross. What the fuck's going on now you're into this? Well, it's What's weird. happened here? It's weird because, yeah, you know, and she's like, yeah, she's, uh, uh, she's like, oh, we got no time for foreplay. Yeah, they're doing this whole, like, and it's like, oh, dominating it's submissive. Just, it's just weird because you're like, wait, so you're flu, because this is the thing. The whole way through the first half, he's like, I'm really thinking about killing you. Mm. I'm on the verge of it. Yeah. I'm really close to it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, nah, maybe I won't. Yeah. But, like, a whole bunch of times, he's he's almost done it. He's, like, it's the He's trope. threatened her. Yep. He's put a gun to her head. Mm -hmm. He's, he was originally going to assassinate her. Yep. Uh, and then I just feel like the last thing you would do if you're like, okay, we're moving all past that. We're moving past me killing you. I'm kind of fond of you now. We're, yeah. we're moving past this vibe. So the first thing I'm going to do is make a joke about, uh, gagging you, uh, you know, and and yeah. and, and whatever else, you know, like yeah. that's not where we're gonna go now. I know yeah. it's 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 very threatening for a uh, incel robotic uh, murderer, yeah, uh, who may be a high functioning autistic, <laughs> to do that. Yeah, like she's kind of been teasing this whole like, yeah, oh, you know, I can't wait to have you do something to me sexually. Like she tried to have sex with him when she was drunk, and he. <laughs> he knocked her out by injecting her yeah, or he, so she'd he, get off he couldn't just go hey you know what uh, I don't think we should have sex right now because you're drunk and I've got other things that I'm worried about no because they have to have a proper conversation with a woman yeah. so instead he goes he, he just, uh, he just, <laughs> just stabs her in the neck Yeah, and also she's cool with that or she doesn't remember that probably not well she was drunk at the time and she just got drugged so, uh, so yeah so that's how he yeah that's how he avoids having a conversation with a woman in yeah. this film um the other thing <laughs> was hasn't done that the, yeah the other thing is in this kind of flirty character development moment as they're sort of driving in this car to the border I, you know again it's kind of like where, where are they driving why are they got to go there I, I don't know but anyway and then we got to get off the roads and go on a train. yeah we got to get off the roads oh okay why and there's no one following them there's no one on the roads yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was one of those empty scenes yeah. again and then that then no cars so this is like right at the end of the yeah. film we're talking about and then they're on the train and then he's kind of like cuddling her and she's all nestled in yeah and it's like again this kind of relationship of like the the domineering, dominating man and the little submissive woman mm. that they've just established late in this well, movie. And like, there's one point where she says, like, oh, what color undies am I wearing? He goes, you're not wearing it. And she's like, got me. She's got like, him. She's like, got him. <laughs> got him. <And> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, he's so sexless the entire time. Yeah. And then they just try to add these sexy moments. And I'm like... Yeah, what? Which is it? Just go one way with it. Yeah, be gross the whole time. Uh, yeah, don't just like put in gross bits every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, it's just like fuck. Why couldn't she have turned him into a, a non incel? You know, and yeah. and and you know why not? Because he's not doing anything. Basically, what's happened is his character has, by not falling in love with her or not 
it, essentially his character has stayed exactly the same the whole way through. But then right at the end, you know, he cares for her well, in his own yeah, weird yeah, way. Yeah, of- uh, which again, so she's looking at this fucking magazine that he, his favorite magazine with the ads yeah. and the um, how to uh, talk to women or whatever the hell yeah, it was yeah, called, yeah. right? And she's now looking at that article. Yes. That's where they get into he likes the ads because he likes looking at the briefcases to put his fucking machine guns. <laughs> like, if you were just talking with that guy, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. you know, trying to find common ground, yeah. and you're like, hey, I see you're reading this thing on relationships. You, you know, I bet you want to have a relationship one day in your life, but it must be hard for you. And he's like, nah, I just like looking at the suitcases because I put my big guns for killing people in there. That's and, what I like. And I can fit in my favorite train set. And I'm not even, I'm not even worried. I'm not even worried about this article that you thought I was reading about men and women. I just like having stuff for my killing instruments. Also, so I just want to make it clear from my side of this that I am not making these jokes with the intention of making fun of autistic people. Right. I'm making these jokes to make fun of the portrayal of autistic people in film. It's so shit yeah. and inaccurate. Yeah. Like where it's either a superpower or they're just like a toddler in an adult's body. Yeah. There's no in between. That's right. And when people say, oh, it's a superpower, because, like, you know, you're different than everybody else. And it's like, yeah, they're different because what they'll do is monologue at you for, like, 40 minutes about something that you don't care about. Yeah. And not realize that you don't care about it. Yeah. Is that a superpower? Not most of the time. Is me knowing (laughs) as much about Pokemon and Tekken as I do a superpower? So... So that's the thing, like, mm. anyway, they look into this magazine, mm. that's what we find out about the hitman there, Yeah, and then she's looking at this vineyard, wine vineyard, Yeah, and she's like, yeah, my dad wanted me to have one or something. Yeah, I told my dad I'd want one, because he, he had one. And then hitman's response, it looks nice, delivered exactly like that. It looks nice. And that that's how he read he should say that in that magazine. <laughs> if they talk about their interests, you should show yeah, interest. You in should interests. reply by saying something that affirms that. Yeah. <laughs> now take us through I've basically got nothing else to say. Like the plot yeah. happens and it's pretty linear. Because we're only following this one protagonist, it doesn't dart around like a lot of other no. adaptations do. Yeah. You know, Blood Rain, we're going to Michael Madsen, we're going to uh, yep. Billy Zane, we're going to Michelle Rodriguez. This one, it's yeah, pretty much following uh, Hitman around and and his would be girlfriend. Yeah, it just and because she's always there, it just yeah, follows them both around, and so it moves the plot along pretty consistently. Yeah, like it doesn't slow down plot wise. No, it's pretty good in that sense, and yep. I think that's what you're meaning when you say this feels like the most like coherent. Yeah, coherent how, is the word I was looking for. Yeah, like it's in terms of movie storytelling. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, um, you know, just a couple of things that I sort of highlighted is that uh, the detective and the hitman face off and uh, he shoots the detective mm-hmm. and then he's going to kill the detective because yes. obviously uh, he no doesn't... Wit- no witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Olga... Yeah, she... She says, hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 Don't whoa, whoa, whoa. kill him. And a man who's been murdering people consistently for 
Yeah, I guess all never, of his adult life. Never considered that before. You, know, uh, you make a good point, <laughs> Olga. <laughs> he goes, hmm. Okay. Yeah, 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 I won't kill him. And I yeah. won't kill the other guy, his detective partner, mm. both of whom who have now witnessed me and seen me and now yeah. could arrest me at any time and ID me. And I've also, you know, so this is a big problem for me. But you know what? Because you, random stranger who I met, who I don't have any uh, love interest in, as we'll see uh, throughout the rest of this film, um, have told me not to kill him. I won't. Yeah. But then after that, he's mad that she said not to kill him. Yeah. And he's considering killing her. And he's like, look, I will kill you. But then. If you ever tell me not to kill someone else, okay? If you interfere with my killings, I will kill you. But then she thinks, (laughs) don't. And then he doesn't. And we continue. It's just so weird. It's like, okay, look, if you were that mad, why did you listen to her in the first place? Yeah. And then why get mad at her after the fact? Mm. Uh, And then, again, all this threatening to kill her, really not endearing yourself, Hitman 47, to us, the audience. Yeah. So we come into the sort of climax of the film. The action part. Um, where he's going to kill the double of the president of Russia that he's already killed mm-hmm. uh, so that he does not take power. Yes. But only because he was set up by him, not because yeah. he actually cares. Because it was the double that ordered the hit on the president to begin with. Yeah. yeah. So he, he goes to do that. And to do that, he's gone into this church to to do it which is where they're having a funeral for the brother of the president yeah who he has just previously killed yeah with like, the arms dealing yeah the arms dealing brother yeah, yeah. and so he knows where the president's going to be because he knows he'll be at the funeral i mean i don't know why he'd necessarily know where the funeral is but i guess it's a public funeral yeah yeah definitely uh, <laughs> so anyway yeah. he goes there to kill him and he kills him mm-hmm. and then They've already called a helicopter in. Yep. And so a helicopter flies in and is like, yeah, sh- shoot him, take him out. Big Gatling gun, minigun, yep. fucking destroying the building. Absolutely wrecks the building. Yeah. Pretty sure he wouldn't be allowed to do. Tears <laughs> a hole in the building. side of the yeah, historical church, destroyed. Um, Does not shoot Hitman. No, it misses because he ducks. Does not see Hitman dead. Does like nothing is a step, no or, further orders given, like, yeah, helicopter just flies away. Yes, that was completely unnecessary, both in the movie <laughs> and with like in us watching the movie. Yeah. That bit was unnecessary because what did it tell us? Yeah, oh, guy knows how to duck a helicopter bullets. Like, if and the hitman had taken out the helicopter after that, yeah, you'd yeah, go, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. yeah, the the helicopter came in and he and he got out of it. Yeah, it could have just been a guy walked into the room. Shot a bunch, missed every shot, and then just left. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like wh- what? What was that? A helicopter walks into a bar, shoots everything in it, leaves. Yeah, <laughs> classic one. That one. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard that it one. It was before, just so, so weird. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, yeah, we're calling the heavy artillery. Hitman doesn't beat the helicopter, which is, I guess kind of what you'd expect. Mm. Um, doesn't throw a muffin at it. <laughs> yeah, or do something. Uh, and then the helicopter just flies away before doing its job that it ran, was ordered ran to out do. Of ammo or something. Um, and so then anyway, <laughs> the the the, the uh, detective is there. Yes. And he comes in to arrest the hitman. Yes. 
<laughs> which was all part of Hitman's plan. He set this up from the very beginning. <laughs> he knew exactly how this would go down. You know, I knew the, the helicopter would just shoot the place up and leave, but not yeah. kill him. I mean, that doesn't even take, that doesn't even, like, influence it at all. <laughs> that wasn't part of his plan, nor did it ruin his plan. It just, it just shouldn't have happened. It's just it unnecessary. Happen. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets arrested by them and then taken into custody. Because, because the hitman has left a clue for the detective yeah. and a key that says some churchy stuff Latin, on it. Latin, Catholic, yeah. Catholic stuff. There's some weird just religious yeah. tie-ins and then, conveniently. And then the, because of that key, he figures out that it's the key to the door to the church where this guy would be killed. Yeah. Where he will then go to kill the where, other guys. Agent Forty Seven would go and kill the 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 body double, and then be waiting to be arrested by the specific guy, yep. Doug Ray Scott, yep. and then be taken into custody and yep. taken back to America. Yep. But oh no, the CIA has showed up. Have shown up to go. Hey, that's actually our jurisdiction. He goes, no, it's not. And he goes, uh, what what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're transporting a criminal. And he goes, what criminal? And oh, Hitman escaped. Hitman's gone. He's he's cl- so. And then they go. But the, the funny thing is, he's just like, oh, how bad? <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was the thing. I was like, so are these people the fake CIA? Yeah. So he set up. Yeah. He set this up by yeah. trying to frame these. Are, so these are actors. I'm not too sure to cause a diversion for him to leave. It's also strange because like the hitman's in the back of this va- um, car. Yeah. yeah. Blacked out SUVs. Presumably handcuffed. But anyway, Doug Ray Scott gets out of this car. And he's like... So does everybody else. All the doors are unlocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doors are open. You couldn't have kitty locked (laughs) We're not going to just at least keep the the back doors locked so Hitman's not going anywhere while we have this interaction with CIA. Nah, leave everything open. Yeah. So that was... He he negotiated a favour from somebody. Yeah. Which resulted in this either fake or real CIA fake sting. And then the CIA, so, yeah, is just like, oh, yeah, a mistake. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> all right, back to our vehicles. And then Sorry, we turn Jack. back. Her man's gone. Yeah. Okay, cool. So. And then now all he does is oh, the, the most, <laughs> I think maybe even the most video gamey part of this movie was the final frames, the very final shot. After so now he's he's kind of watching Olga. He sends her a little hidden message because he told her, "I'll find you. Yeah. You won't find me, but I'll find you. Yeah. I need to go now." Yeah. Uh, does the third act action scene, and then he sent her this cutout of that little vineyard from the magazine that they had that conversation about. Yeah. It looks nice, and then it shows him doing a big pose with a big sniper rifle on front of a green screen sky on a roof. That was the worst looking shot of this movie. And they save it till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did at least like, because he's looking at Olga through a sniper rifle. And it, I'm like. It couldn't have just been like binoculars. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't just be looking. It's like, no, no, I'm aiming at her. But but then he's he has killed someone that was trying to kill her right there. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. you're like, okay, okay, okay. At least that sort of makes yeah, no, sense. Yeah, no, no, that is like a little visual uh, gag. You know, he's, yeah. he's watching over her. He's helping her out. And he even and clips to the dead body. Port of the vineyard. Yeah, I told you to leave her alone. He does say that to the dead body for yeah. absolutely no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one else is around. Fully man. aware. Well, I guess he can only have conversations. But who else is he going to talk to? All he does is murder people. <laughs> yeah. That's the best friends he <laughs> can he's only talk to the fucking dead. There is this line uh, towards the end there too. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is before he goes and kills everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What I do. It says they're getting off the train. Hitman people. He's going to hitman people because he's a hitman. Yeah, I'm going to hit some men. (laughs) But that's what's weird and stupid about that line, apart from obviously the line itself being weird and stupid. He tries to make it cool. Yeah. And he can't because it's not cool. It doesn't work. It's not his fault. Is that he has actually already said to her, hey, this guy, Belikov, has got to die. Yeah. I got to kill him. So she shouldn't ask that question because she knows the answer. Yeah. He's so it's stupid. <laughs> really? <laughs> it just again it's 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 the same thing as like Tekken where are you going to go? I'm going home. Yeah, sh- asking a question to shoehorn in a bad kind of movie tag. Yeah. moment. Like a cool line. To yeah. Tagging this really cool, cool or a punchline. Line. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Punchline one liner, but it's just in both contexts does not make sense relevant to the scene and what's going on. But yes, what are you going to do? What I do? And it's both the exact same setup. Yeah. As well. Yeah. From even the exact same character. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The secondary character female uh, side piece to the protagonist asking him, what are you going to do? Yeah. So that's all the notes I have for this film. Yep. So what was the best and worst part of this film? Well. Start with best. I you mean. first? Yep. Yep. Uh, probably best is Olga is very hot. Why do I ask? And uh, <laughs> she is naked. Uh, yeah, she is. And several times. Mm-hmm. And she looks great. Mm-hmm. Great bod. Yeah. Uh, I've written that the, the plot <laughs> actually has momentum and wasn't entirely predictable, but yep. also wasn't unpredictable for this. And like, it wasn't a mess. Yeah. Like, I don't know Super Mario Brothers was kind of just a mess. It was all over the place. Yeah. Like, you can't predict that because... Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Worst. Worst. Oh, I, I no think. No full frontal of Hitman himself. Uh, I think I was most upset by that, the Hitman standoff yeah. and those two Hitmen walking into the danger. Just the visual. The, the yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is. No, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I've put, yeah, the references for the sake of references. Mm. Even like they use the Hitman logo right. i think they call it oh now. they did yeah that they horrible used... tattoo that horrible ugly hitman tattoo like, logo yeah that's from the games yeah uh and it's it was outdated when this movie came out that yeah. kind of look yeah 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 but uh, i'm also aware that that's part of the course for this endeavor that i'm gonna Cin- get sick of references for the sake of references cinematography was nice yeah just like could see that this had a budget. Yeah, mm. uh, and it appeared to be shot on film as yeah. well, and which is a, rare. It's good extras didn't get away in the way of a lot of the shots yep. either. Made sure they keep those out. <laughs> Stay behind the fucking camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's time for everybody's favourite segment. Don't you know? Uh, I've already used most of these, th- uh, peppered yep. Yep. throughout this. Sprinkled. But, but I did allude to um, two bald men. Yeah. This role was originally written of Vin Diesel. Makes sense. In 2003. Yeah. Hence the, you know, trying to be cool and yep. stoic, I guess. But he stepped down in December of 2006. <laughs> so it was that long, like, being in development of some kind. He's still listed as an executive producer of this film. Right. Despite, I guess, doing nothing in well, front of the camera. Well, I can see why he tapped out of this film. Because mm. uh, he was too busy doing Triple X. Yep. Uh, but also maybe... 
like he's he's done that other Hitman one, which is kind of this movie, um, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, that exactly. Well, they're kind of like I I think he was like I've got these two properties. Yeah, I'm putting my money on this other property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but he it's did, kind he, of like a soup. I think he's like meant to be. He's got regenerative powers in it. I'm pretty sure it's not Chronicles of Riddick, is it? No, it's not. It's not uh, the dad daycare no, one, i think it's it? called like blood something bloodshot yeah oh that's way in the future though yeah Bloodshot's I, recent that was like the last movie to come out pre-covid i just feel like that was over 10 years ago i feel like away. he had these two properties of mine and he's like i'm going bloodshot i thought that was called blood's hot yeah <laughs> and my favorite bald guy mm-hmm. jason statham he just refused flatly refused eh? yeah. i mean he's, he's been transporter he's been yeah the it's mechanic too, or yeah crank. that's right the mechanic and crank and hobbs and shaw yeah transporter is a, probably too close well he had also done an uve ball movie by this point right but how successful was this movie and that's, what did other people think of it that's a great question so roger ebert mm-hmm. uh said video games will never become an art form never I, I disagree. With I disagree him. with that too. And I outlived him, so suck it, Roger. Yep. Hitman stands right on the threshold between video games and art. On the wrong side of the threshold, but still, <laughs> give it credit. Yeah, well, I guess that's kind of the point we sort of made, right? Yeah, but also, that, I'm not quite sure what he means. Like, I, I, like, I get what he's kind yeah. of trying to say, but like, does that make sense? Well, no, it doesn't, because <laughs> I think it essentially it's saying that video games themselves are not art, and yeah. I would say that many video games can be an art form in the same way that a movie can be. And now, I mean, when he's so focused, when that's his entire career, right? Yeah. Maybe he'll even see painting and be like, well, that's not really art. A movie can show yeah. you so much more. Yeah. Uh, but by 2007, I think games were just yeah. very like, it was gameplay focused or like graphics focused. There wasn't so many games focused around stories and making it artistic like there is now. Mm. You have a lot of indie games where people are arguing, is this even a game? Yes. Is this a walking simulator where you just kind of yeah, I mean, walk all, around experiencing something? All the Telltale games are sort of almost movies. Yeah. You know? I mean, but even those, they're not even telling an original story. So you could also say that's just kind of True. Just retreating on something that already exists. Except for their original one that they did, like the werewolf something. Uh, the Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Great. Great game. Well, yeah. Great story. But, great art form. But didn't get them as much money as um, any of the other stuff. And also the studio, Unknown IP. The studio that did that went under. So. I think they've been revived, haven't they? I don't follow it. I was never really a fan of those. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, yep. in an interview in 2007, he said that he was really pleased with Hitman. He liked it, you know, while he was on the payroll of promoting this movie. 2019, Timothy Oliphant described the first Hitman movie as a pile of shit. I was going to say, <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That course, definitely makes promoting more. the movie, he's not going to say that. Yeah. But he just had a TV show that he was in, Deadwood, that yeah. had just been cancelled, yeah. but he just also bought a new house, so he had a mortgage to pay. Yeah. That's why he's... Hey, look, there's a lot of answers that, uh, you know, as to why someone chose to do something that ends with, I had a mortgage to pay. Yeah, that, that. Yeah. Um, I wish that was the reason I was doing this. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm doing this and I have a mortgage. And you have a mortgage plan. They're separate. They're completely yeah. unrelated. Yeah. But in terms of a budget, this had a $24 million budget. Right. So actually a lower budget than Tekken, which to me is quite surprising. Yeah, but also was made three years earlier. So right. maybe this kind of 
helped towards it well, because this was successful. I think it made a box office of a hundred million dollars. That is a huge success, not including DVD sales and all of that as yeah. well, which would have been a lot bigger back then. Uh, so, you know, that is enough to make a reboot quill. Yeah, or a sequel if uh, Xavier had a, had his way. But yeah, he, nope. You lock me out, and I don't want to do it again. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, the director. I did obviously just Google him. Mm-hmm. Before this, he'd made a horror film, quite a no, uh, notorious horror film called Frontiers, mm-hmm. uh, which was very violent, very graphic, but it was also very like quite well remembered in horror circles. Right. And I think that's how he got this gig, mm-hmm. is that he'd made this quite bold French horror film, uh, and then he parlayed it into Hitman. Yeah, But you could see that he... Like I said, he still cared. He cared about this. It wasn't just a gig that he took. Yeah. Uh, unlike Timothy Oliphant. Unlike Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. 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 Now, like, you can see there's care put into this, but, you know, Timothy Oliphant also uh, talked about, uh, you know, that the Hitman fight with the swords. Yeah. Originally, so that was a reshoot. Originally, that was his favorite scene. Yeah. It was a one-on-one kind of more hand-to-hand thing. And he thought yeah, it was it way be better and it was the highlight of the movie itself. Yeah. And then they take it away and replace it with cling, 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 cling. Yeah. I could see why he wouldn't like that. Yeah. It was also very hard to follow. Yep. Four bald men fighting each other and only one of them's got a slightly different outfit. Hypercut. Hyper yeah. So you can't really, you know, get the geography of what's going on. He does do a big kick at some point, which I thought was cool. He kicks, he does a big kick and kicks a guy through the train window, which yeah. to me was comedically funny yeah. unintentionally yeah you know like that meant it was meant to be cool yeah that he kicked him through this window but it was funny because it's like it's ridiculous that this guy would get kicked and then kind of slot himself <laughs> through this tiny window yeah, yeah, yeah. to get kicked. Yeah. and then agent 47 just falls on his back yeah <laughs> well also in that scene there's a couple of bits where he basically beats up these characters and then kind of walks away from them like like yeah, sweet. They're not going to be a problem anymore. He even doesn't want to kill them, even though they're like very much alive. And it's just like, why didn't you just kill him back there? Mm. Oh, so this fight can continue. Yeah, but you know, he's like, he like elbows him and yeah. does this, and then he just kind of starts wandering off. And then the guy's kind of like, no, let me attack you again. And it's like, this is not correct hitman procedure. No, maybe it's Olga's running alongside the train, going like, don't. Don't don't, kill, don't him. kill him! Don't don't kill that one! Stop it! Yeah, but we just can't hear it. Yeah, yeah. She she didn't show up for the reshoots for that, but they, <laughs> they thought she would. So, as always, this movie is obviously a ten. Yeah. Out of what? Considering, you reckon this is probably closer to Doom in terms of the type of movie that it is. Well, it's 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 Doom in the sense that it's kind of like a Hollywood with money yeah. kind of invested actors. You know, like. These are directly comparable in terms of like how they constructed the film and probably the expectations of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did I give Doom? Gave it a 10,000. Mm. Okay. Uh, you gave Blood Rain a 3,000. Okay. That's for yeah. comparison there. What would you give Hitman? I think I'd give Hitman a 10 out of uh, 85. 85? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, j- jumping up there. That's some, that's some good scores you yeah. got there. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give this a 44. You know, just a little bit worse than Tekken. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, not that bad. Yeah. Just take out some of the video game stuff and yeah, you've got a 
fun little schlocky, yeah, goofy movie that's it's goofy because it's taking itself so seriously. I've I've I found this certainly I did find this more tolerable than than both Blood Rain and and um, Tekken to watch. Yeah. All right, I've got some videos about Hitman to recommend. Uh, the first one is a video by Video Game Donkey. Are you familiar with him? Yes. Yeah, he's great. Uh, there was just some him mucking around on, I think it's Hitman 3, mm-hmm. and they re-released that. At least the whole thing is a series, and I think they call it like the Hitman, the World of Assassins. I think, is that John Wick now as well? Yeah, yeah. I feel like so. I feel pretty, like, yeah. Pretty creative. Yeah. The organization. And also got another one, uh, as we talked about earlier, was speedruns. So there was a, there's a YouTuber called Atrioc. Uh, don't look too much into any controversies of his. <laughs> uh, separate the art from the artist. But he did a video where he broke the world record in every single stage in a single run through Hitman 1, 2, and 3 remastered. Damn. He, he was on a tear he, that day. It is amazing to watch. He's got a few, like him kind of getting there as well. And he has all these tactics and exploits and glitches that he like talks about as well. Like yeah. just for instance, it, normally if you have a line of sight, someone's just below the line of sight, you can throw a muffin onto the ground. And due to the, the way the physics works, if you stand on that muffin, you will be a little bit higher. So you can see where you're not quite supposed to in some cases. Huh. So, you know, you can kind of yeah. game the system and yeah, get a line yeah, of sight yeah. way down the end of the level that you're not supposed to or whatever. So, yeah, he does mixes it up with a lot of things like that. Like, that's a very simple thing yeah. that he would do. And it's it's absolutely phenomenal the way he has done the video and then explains it as he goes as well. So, yeah, I recommend that. I think it's only about half an hour, 40 minutes long. So if you've got that spare time, go for it. In the meantime, we are going to spin the wheel and find out what movie we're going to be covering in the next episode. Also, uh, my recommendation. Oh, yeah, sorry. If you don't want to see Timothy Oliphant as a bald, murderous incel, mm-hmm. uh, but just uh, more of a m- murderous guy with hair <laughs> who's entertaining, I recommend Die Hard 4. Is that one of the good ones? I think it's uh, the fact that there was uh, any hesitance. A strong word. Any hesitance at all indicates it's not what's considered one of the good ones, but you like it. Uh, well, it's. I think it's a reasonable entry. Um, the, this is the one where Bruce Willis beats up a uh, fighter jet, um, and towards the end. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, uh, that that that, uh, yes. that reminds you of uh, yeah, that but, classic feud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know there were some bits were a little over the top, but mm. overall I still thought it was pretty good, a pretty good day to die hard. I mean, fuck's sake! You know what's funny is um, old, old habits die hard for. Uh, is the uh, and another piece of Die Hard trivia. Now we're on this Die Hard buzz. Yeah, are we? Yes, <laughs> you are. Is that <laughs> Die Hard Five? Yeah. was written by the same guy that wrote this. Right, Skip Woods, I think his yes. name is. Yeah, he wrote Die Hard Five: A Good Day to Die Hard, mm-hmm. which is a terrible, mm-hmm. terrible mm. name for a movie. Yeah, because it just implies you're going to die with a boner. I mean that is a good day. <laughs> I think I think 
if I could think of anybody in my life that would die with a boner, yeah, I'm looking at him. It would not be me. No yeah. chance. No yeah. chance. Uh, but anyway, blood rain. It, it, it's <laughs> like anyway, that is really bad. Right. That, that that like that's really really where they could not come back from mm. to do another one because it's so bad mm. and also so unlike Die Hard. Yeah, I believe, and I remember watching that Die Hard and being like. This isn't even fucking Die Hard. No, it's just an action movie with yeah. Bruce Willis, right? Well, probably mostly not Bruce Willis because we know how he is with... Well, apparently yeah. the script had actually been retconned from a script nothing to do with Die Hard uh-huh. and put yeah. Bruce Willis in it. I'd believe that. Hence, thus explaining how it was not at all like any of the Die Hard movies. Yeah. So he's a massive sellout when it comes to this kind of thing. Yeah. He, uh, not so recent, but pretty recent news. He sold his likeness to be used by That's AI right. to like have him in movies, just like CGI did. Yeah, he and, yeah. Do it was just to be his, in an ad or something. His too. voice is, I think, but he sold them. Yeah. Like, well, in perpetuity. I, I have to come in defense of Bruce Willis here because he does have uh, this. He's suffering from this form of dementia now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I would give him no slack mm-hmm. had that diagnosis not been revealed like about a year ago or something like that. Because basically I was like, why is Bruce Willis doing all this garbage? Yeah. Right. The answer was he was running out of time for him to be able to do it, uh-huh. like in terms of his ability to do it. Uh-huh. And I think that he was purely providing a sort of uh, money to be left for other people when he could no longer earn. Yeah. And that's actually a noble thing to do. Sure. So. You know, if someone just randomly starts doing stuff, you know, when they could choose better and they don't have that type of time limit put on themselves because they won't be able to do it for much longer, you know, that's fine. But so selling is like this. I think that's okay. Sure. It's just scary to think of AI kind of having the ability to do that. Well, also one of these things, you know, because and they're talking about it a lot now, but it's like, and you're talking about art and stuff like that and the idea that, Yes, for instance, when someone dies, people can just keep using them if they've yeah. sold, and, you know, and or their estate is sold. Until laws come into place, but that yeah. will take a long time. Yeah, and it's sort of like, that is quite chilling because part of what makes art great is the idea that it can only be created by a certain person mm-hmm. uh, at a certain time. Yeah. And it holds that place in history. And it can be treasured because you know, the Mona Lisa is the Mona Lisa yeah. that could have only been created at that time by that person. Yeah. And we now sit and appreciate it uh, for its scarcity and the fact that it cannot be replicated, duplicated. Leonardo da Vinci can't just come back to life, except yeah. obviously now what we're saying is he can and therefore what value yeah. does that single piece of art from him have mm-hmm. if we can all just kind of pass these things off to a computer to do for us. I don't even think it's that good. What? Mona Lisa. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Take it up with Da Vinci, mate. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I outlived him as I did Roger Ebert. You know? But, um, well, I mean, it's mostly famous for being stolen. Like, that's what made it famous was the fact that it got stolen and then returned. Yeah. As opposed to just like, oh, it's like the best piece of art. No. Well, they say that it, you know, the the way that the expression was created uh, can be uh, interpreted so many different ways depending on the mood you're feeling and the way that you see it. 
if my job was to put value in things like that, I'd also bullshit my way through something and say something similar like, oh, you know, it's just the method that he used was one of a kind and so unique. And you know, Well, have you sat there and looked at the Mona Lisa? Not in person. Exactly. Not allowed. So you're not allowed to even see it. You look at it through a peephole a kilometer away in a different country. <laughs> so you don't, you don't even get to experience the art anymore. And people just have it on this fucking plastered on the side of their fucking reusable eco bags when they go to the supermarket. All right, Bagsy. Art. <laughs> art. Okay. So we're going to spin the wheel. We are going to spin the wheel to see what art we'll be covering next time. Yeah, what beautiful art on the wrong side of video game and art for... What did he say? Was it... What the, was it? There's, uh, it sits on the... Th- uh, stands right on the threshold between video games and art. Yep. But on the wrong side yeah, of the so, threshold. Yeah, so we'll be... Uh, we're up against the threshold again. Yeah, we're going to be redetermining what the threshold really is. With... Sonic, Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. This is one I've seen 20 minutes of. Oh, really? Before the person I was watching it with went, no. Oh, fuck. Jim Carrey's in this. Nah, fuck, nah. Hate him. Hate him. Turn it off. An unnatural hate of mm. Jim Carrey. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Mm, can't relate. That so, is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we'll go into it, won't we? But uh, thank you, everyone, for liking uh our videos uh our podcast and just watching in general or yep. listening uh if you like what we do please consider following us using the links in the show notes or the description and leave a good review uh, it means a lot and means our little project can grow yep so appreciate uh everyone sort of letting me know how much you're enjoying the podcast mm-hmm. uh firsthand um secondhand you can give it a like uh on the youtube channel uh, or the Spotify, whatever you're watching it on, you can give it a review or something like that. Also, you know, a comment doesn't go astray. Mm, like, no, I've never heard of Blood Rain. Nope, <laughs> nobody I've talked to has ever heard of Blood Rain. Yeah. I've had nobody with any connection to that game. <laughs> but I imagine everyone I know has some relation to Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. I, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to play Sonic the Hedgehog on my arcade as a little tune-up for this. All right, I won't touch it. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. See you later.